How can a church change their foundational articles of faith and still be taken seriously? Bishop Earl and I will talk about that next on Polygamy, What Love Is This? the many questions of Mormonism that we and others have is why do they make so many changes in what they believe and sometimes the changes are radical and contradictory even. For instance, why were blacks considered hmm. cursed and yeah. disallowed the Mormon priesthood for over 150 years but now they just shrug it off saying well that was all just folklore or jargon, just someone's opinion or maybe just a theory. <laughs> Yet their actual history records it was unchangeable doctrine. And another example of course is polygamy. Even though Joseph Smith and other polygamous leaders denied polygamy up until it was officially made public in 1852, they did practice plural marriage and secretly taught that it was a necessity for eternal life, and if a man wanted to earn godhood status, he must be a polygamist. Brigham Young preached that those who weren't polygamous would be damned, but now They've changed that, too, and treated it as though it was a choice and not a necessity, but, of course, polygamists know better. We've covered those topics in the past and probably will visit them again in the future, but we bring them up as, as an example of how changeable their religion is, and the results are a changing God and a changing gospel. Each polygamy group and the LDS Church have an open-ended gospel message. And the bottom line is that God is weak-willed and changes with even the slightest change in human culture. (laughs) But God is not progressive. He remains the same throughout all generations. He doesn't change, and neither does his gospel change. And I want we have a quote that we want to, to show you, but notice in this quote that all of the words that say all generations and the words forever and ever in these quotes. First from Ephesians 3.21, To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all the generations forever and ever. Amen. And from Psalms 33.11, But the plans of the Lord stand firm forever, the purposes of his heart through all generations. But Mormonism changes in each generation. Each generation. The Bible says they, they don't change from generation to generation with Mormons. If the opposite is what happens. So it cannot be a true church. In their Articles of Faith that Joseph Smith uh, penned as a standard creed for Mormonism, it has suffered through some pretty drastic changes. And we're going to present a few of them today and ask, how can they justify changing foundational beliefs? Please remember that Mormonism's Articles of Faith are also the polygamous Articles of Faith. And there are many good and accurate and dependable websites that deal with this particular issue and topic. Uh, one of them is um, overflowing with documented information. It's utlm.org, www.utlm.org, from which we will reference many of our quotes. And here is the first one. It says, the Articles of Faith, as published at the back of the LDS scripture, Pearl of Great Price, has undergone a number of changes through the years. In 1841, LDS Apostle Orson Pratt published a pamphlet entitled, An Interesting Account of Several Remarkable Visions. This pamphlet was the forerunner to Joseph Smith's Articles of Faith. Smith reworked Pratt's statement and published the revised text with 13 articles. So there's a couple of changes there. Yeah. Yeah. 
Later, in 1850, they were revised by Orson Hyde, but instead of 13, he listed 14 articles of faith. In the 1902 edition of their Pearl of Great Price, another revision of the articles was printed, which is closest to the current reading. A change was made in Article 4, where it laid out their gospel doctrines. Watch carefully where we put the quote on the screen. Yeah, they notice these words. The fourth article of faith originally read as follows. We believe that these ordinances are first faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, second repentance, third baptism by immersion for the remission of sins, fourth laying on of hands for the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's from the Pearl of Great Price in the 1851 edition. In modern editions of the Pearl of Great Price, this article of faith has been changed to read as follows. We believe that the first principles and ordinances of the gospel are first faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, second repentance, third baptism by immersion for the remission of sins, fourth laying on of hands for the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now, I don't know if you picked up on it or not, but they added a phrase to the 1851 reading which read the ordinances to the current reading, the first principles and ordinances of the gospel. Now, this may seem insignificant, but actually it's it very significant. Yeah. It was changed because the 1851 articles did not include or make provision for many of Mormonism's requirements for eternal life. They weren't listed. No. Temple ordinances were and are required, but they weren't included. And temple ordinance obedience means a, a member must be temple worthy, which means that he must keep the word of wisdom. And, and of course, in rid, uh, original Mormonism, polygamy was required. And, they, of course, they must pay a full tithe mm -hmm. and many other requirements. So they changed it to read the first ordinances, and, uh, the first principles and ordinances, which left it open-ended so they could continue adding any requirements <laughs> that they might come up with in the future. Very flexible. <laughs> Very flexible gospel, huh? We have a quote about their temple requirements. Mormon theology teaches that those who have been married in the temple can become gods, whereas those who refuse to go through the endowment ritual become servants for all eternity. These teachings are, of course, very objectionable to Orthodox Christians. In any case, it was many years after Joseph Smith's death before Mormon officials seemed to become aware of the fact that his fourth article of faith did not really represent the position of the church with regard to the process of obtaining eternal life. Since they knew temple ordinances were also required, the Mormon leaders changed Joseph Smith's fourth article of faith to read that faith, repentance, baptism, and laying on of hands for the gift of the Holy Ghost are only the first principles and ordinances of the gospel. And of course, that explains what we were trying to explain sure. just a minute ago. Yeah. Now, although Bruce R. McConkie, <clears throat> uh, he wrote a book, Mormon Doctrine, and he's not held in very high esteem in, mm -hmm. in the church any longer. So much. But at one time, they hung on almost every word he said or wrote. Sure and he said at that time that the brevity and the clearness of their articles of faith are unexcelled and compared them to what he labeled muddled creeds of Christendom. Unfortunately, McConkie and many others have greatly misrepresented Christianity in their discussion of Christian creeds, and they still do it. Their articles of faith, but however, are not as clear and brief as McConkie boasted they are. Again, we quote. Actually, the truth of the matter is that the articles of faith are remarkable for what they fail to say concerning the teachings of the Mormon Church. 
Although Joseph Smith was practicing polygamy at the time he authored them, he made no reference to the doctrine of plural marriage. He made no mention of his teaching that there are many gods, that God was once a man, or that men can become gods. The Articles of Faith are completely silent concerning the Doctrine and Covenants, which contains many of Smith's revelations and distinctive doctrines. The Articles of Faith are silent on such things as celestial marriage, salvation for the dead, temple work in all of its phases, the resurrection, and degrees of glory in the eternal worlds. The Articles of Faith seem to be an attempt to hide almost all of the LDS teachings which separate the Mormon Church from historic Christianity. And I think it does that. That's an interesting way to look at it. it. I never that. thought about that. And as is normal in authorized treatment of LDS history, they have a deceitful approach to the Articles of Faith, as we see. Now, there are images of the original documents that we've made reference to on the utlm.org website for those who are interested in doing what you should do and really check this out and prove or disprove what we're saying here. Now there's a brief history of the authorized uh, Mormon Articles of Faith which we would like to show you. And it starts in 1841. <clears throat> Orson Pratt published a pamphlet from which Joseph Smith reworked and published into the Articles of Faith. In 1842, Times and Seasons published Smith's Articles of Faith and there were 13 of them. They were the same Articles of Faith that Joseph Smith sent upon request to the editor and proprietor of the Chicago Democrat outlining the faith of Mormonism. And in 1850, Mormon publication, The Frontier Guardian, the largest Mormon primary source of Mormon information from 1849 to 1851, printed 14 articles of faith reworked by Orson Hyde. And in 1902, the Pearl of Great Price printed 13 articles of faith, and there were changes from the original. So that's a brief history of their changes, and, and, and all of these publications that they, they've been put in are official church publications. Yes, they are. Yeah. And it's not that they've made anything up and somebody's gone their own way. But my question is, and many people would ask this question, why tamper with important historical church documents? If they were really handed down from God, how would they even dare change them? God doesn't change. They either do not believe that God gave the articles of faith to begin with, or they believe in a changeable God, which contradicts their own scripture in Moroni 8.18, which states that God doesn't change. Yeah, Moroni 8.18, For I know that God is not a partial God, neither a changeable being, but He is unchangeable from all eternity to all eternity. And that's from Mormon scripture. Yeah. So which is it? Does God change or not? If God changes, you cannot trust him. And everything that he says is forever really isn't forever, like the curse of the blacks and polygamy. The bottom line is it makes him a liar. Mm. But God doesn't change. And Mormonism is not trustworthy because they've made changes in almost every foundational doctrine, almost 4,000 changes in the Book of Mormon alone, and they've changed biblical truths to fit into their own changing ideas. There are no legitimate justifications for correcting what they claim came from God, including polygamy, yeah. and for that matter, including monogamy, which is what God's plan was from the beginning. We want to look at just a couple more changes that they've made in the Articles of Faith to illustrate how drastic some of the differences are. Yeah, this is pretty fascinating, actually. The Article 8 today reads like this, we believe the Bible to be the Word of God as far as his as it is translated correctly, we also believe the Book of Mormon to be the Word of God. 
Now, tragically, they've done exactly what the serpent did in the Garden of Eden when he placed doubt uh, in the minds of Adam and Eve about God's word. And this is the way that article reads on the Mormon.org website. Yeah, it says that the Bible and Book of Mormon are both divinely revealed scripture. When I first saw that, that's why I'm, we're doing this show, because I saw that and I thought, wow, what, what have they that? done here? <laughs> they made a big wow. change. Yeah. And then the Frontier Guardian, printed in 1850, read like this. Yeah, we believe the Word of God recorded in the Bible. We also believe the Word of God recorded in the Book of Mormon and in all other good books. So, so there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and, of course, these are enormous changes to that article of faith. The bottom line is, based on Article 8, Joseph Smith is greater than Moses or King David or the Apostle Paul or any of the other writers of the Bible even greater than Jesus Christ. In fact, not long before his death, Joseph Smith boasted that he did a greater work than Jesus Christ did. And finally, their Articles of Faith number 12 reads like this. We believe in being subject to kings, presidents, rulers, and magistrates in obeying, honoring, and sustaining the law. Mormon.org says it like this, in sustaining the laws and leaders of the land. Whoa, somebody's in the editing mode here, aren't they? They took that, changed that again. The wording is different. And we have to wonder why the changes. But the bigger question is this. Yeah. In direct opposition to Article of Faith number 12, the church broke the laws of the land by practicing polygamy. For over 180 years, the church did not explicitly teach its members the full truth about many aspects of polygamy. In fact, it seems at times that they purposely obfuscated the truth. And one former member discovered the many changes in the Articles of Faith that she had been taught from childhood that were foundational and unchangeable. She had a strong reaction when she discovered these changes, and this is what she said about them. When I first read about the changes in the Articles of Faith, my first impression was that the changes really didn't happen. I thought someone was just trying to discredit the church. The Articles of Faith were the basis of what the church believes, and changing them would change the whole belief system. Immediately, I went to the references on the official church website. I was appalled when I saw the changes. It gave me a sick feeling in my stomach. I'm no longer a Mormon, but it is hard to let go of some things after the brainwashing that took place over 50 years. I memorized the Articles of Faith as a child, and to find out they were not of God, but of a bunch of men who changed them several times to fit what they wanted them to say shocked me and made me angry. I went to several other church websites and after a little research found the changes in several places. The one that bothered me most was the eighth article of faith where it once said that the Bible was the Word of God. The change said the the Bible is the Word of God as far as it's translated correctly. That statement discredits the Bible so that it could never be trusted. We used it for some scripture references when they were convenient, but didn't really put any weight in the Bible. What I don't understand now is why we used it at all when we don't know what parts were correct and what was not translated correctly. That alone made the Bible worthless to the Mormons. <laughs> and that's in a nutshell, actually. You know, that really says it all. Why, why do they make the changes yeah. like they do? And, and it, 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 some members of the church, if they knew these things, I don't know what it would do to them. I'm sure it wouldn't do something to others. But my, my question is, who and what can you trust when changes for convenience are always taking place? 
Now, are these Mormon.org uh, quotes, are they uh, permanent? I mean, are they definite changes that they've made them? Well, I, I, I don't know, Mormon.org. You know, I, yeah. I, I don't know what they do. I don't know who the, the website, um, oh, I don't know if the LDS Church authorizes it or not, mm. but... Um, that is an official website, I think. I think it is. Yeah. At least I thought it was. Yeah. But it's interesting to note that their changes are... So all, 12, all 13 of them actually have been edited and, and kind of condensed into just a few words. But when you get into the one that says... The Bible is the Word of God. That well, that, was that, that is a huge difference. They true. haven't put any yeah. uh, clarification that is might not be translated correctly. Well, and I think there's a similar similar change that was made to the introduction of the Book of Mormon. Uh huh. There, where the Bible was given credit, and uh, later it was changed to where it wasn't given credit for being trustworthy so mm -hmm. it's interesting yeah i think it's interesting in the introduction too that they they uh talk about that, that god is one god father son and holy spirit the trinity is yeah. one god and yet their other scriptures do not verify that's that that's right. what they believe so yeah. well thank you earl i really appreciate your yeah, help and and fascinating uh, doing that is fascinating the things we find out as we do these studies you know we've talked about the articles of faith and the many changes that have been made to them since they was first penned by joseph smith the bottom line is it doesn't matter what you say or how you say it if it isn't true it's not worth the paper it's written on mormonism has never been about restoration first because they're original was never lost or corrupted. Second, because a restoration means back to the original. And Mormonism doesn't even come close to the original gospel of Jesus Christ. Gospel means good news. And Mormonism is a burden too difficult to bear. It's not the good news that Jesus Christ already did everything for us. And polygamy for salvation or for any other reason is nothing but bad news. The word gospel can never be accurately applied to a dogma of sharing your husband or be damned and such a demand is not from God either thanks for watching our program this has been the audio podcast of polygamy what love is this with host Doris Hansen polygamy what love is this is produced by a shield and refuge ministry more information on this program including the video version of it can be found at whatloveisthis.tv if you have any questions or need help getting free from Mormon fundamentalism, write us at contact at shieldandrefuge.org or call us at 1-800-877-425-9993.